I'm Trish. And I'm Thaddeus, and you're listening to the Fallen Short Podcast. This week on the podcast, we are wrapping up our series on mental health awareness. As you may know, the month of May was Mental Health Awareness Month, and so we kind of kicked off not that the very first week of May, but in May we spent a uh, majority on mental health and we wanted to wrap it up here t- on this week's episode, which, yes, we are in June now. Uh, so this week we are talking about our, our wild thoughts and how they m- can impact our mental health. It's amazing how our thoughts and things we can't even con- see control our life so much. As I've been trying to research about this subject on thoughts, specifically, I've read multiple different science articles and whatnot, and the results conflict between a person thinking 6,000 thoughts a day up to 60,000 thoughts a day. But here's the thing. That's a heck of a lot of thoughts, whether it's 6,000 or 60,000 thoughts. And so... If our thoughts are going unmanaged and they're just running wild in our mind and we're not controlling them and we're just letting them think what they want to think and go where they want to go, I know how wild my mind can get if I don't try to put my thoughts in order and think about what I'm actually thinking about and I just let them run. The Bible talks about how as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. And when our thoughts are going unhinged and we're just letting them run rampant and we're having all these negative thoughts about ourselves and about the world around us, it becomes who we are. And our thoughts control so much of how we respond to life, whether we respond in anger, if we're responding to life with substance abuse or suicidal thoughts or acting out in rage towards others, whatever it is, our thoughts are controlling so much how we respond to life. So where we want to go with this is, what do we do about that? Obviously, we're not going to stop thinking. You can't stop thinking. It's not like holding your breath where you can hold your breath for a few seconds. Or it's not like where you can decide not to eat or you can decide not to drink. All those things are super vital to you. But your thoughts are almost impossible to stop. Colossians 3.2 says, think about things of heaven and not on the things of earth. That's a tricky verse we're on earth right we're on earth and obviously our our thoughts are going to be about what's present in our mind and what's present you know right in front of our faces Mm -hmm. right so what does that really mean to to keep your thoughts on on heaven Mm -hmm. not what's here on earth right so what what does that mean to me it's not just oh let me think about heaven and what do we really know what is heaven going to be like right yeah we could dwell on it and we could imagine that but we don't really know right there's there's some descriptions in the bible but there's there's nothing it's not like you could be like oh let me do a quick google search or uh and find a youtube video of a, a tour of heaven Right. So the way that the world views meditation is an emptying of oneself an emptying of your mind and I've tried that. I've tried to just not think and, and try to empty my mind. And maybe there are people who are successful at that. But the biblical perspective of meditation 
is to meditate on the word of God and to meditate and center yourself in God and who God is and his goodness and his awesomeness. And that is how we meditate as believers in Christ. And it is healing. Meditation is a very biblical healing thing. And so when we have these thoughts that are running wild, the best way to help us in those moments of, wow, I'm thinking super inappropriate thoughts. I'm thinking really rage-filled thoughts. I'm honestly, ask Thaddeus, there's times, there was a time recently, a week or two ago, where I was super angry because of something that happened, like legitimately angry. And I was really struggling with my emotions in and the anger. And I was praying, yes, but what I what I really ended up doing that helped me the most was I just got in the word of God and started reading scripture and started to meditate on the word and it helped calm me down and helped me to have a peace that passed all understanding. What happens is we don't give enough authority to scripture in our life and we don't give enough authority to the presence of God in our life when really that can help calm us so much. When we let God invade our our thoughts and we let God bring our thoughts in order with his light and his truth, it calms all that inner chaos and it brings a stillness to us. But it's just like anything, you have to practice that you have to get into that point because I we can know that that's the right answer. Trust me, <laughs> I've known that's been the answer many times when I've been struggling with my thoughts. And I haven't done it because it's one thing to know something and it's another thing to put it into practice. Another verse that comes to mind is in Hebrews 12. I'll, I'll start in verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. Let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. After all, you have not yet given your lives in your struggle against sin. I think that's kind of like the same aspect, you know, of like, look to heaven, not to the things of this world, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if you, if, you know, you keep your eyes on Jesus, like he's the one making a way for us. Right. Right. So thinking about what he did for us, right, and the things that he went through for us, that's important, you know, like we're we're running the race, right? And the finish line that we're striving for, he's making that path for us to get there. You could think of like I something I just thought of right now is is uh the book Pilgrim's Progress. I don't know. You read it, Trish? Possibly. I read it in school growing up. And it for those of you who don't know what it's about, it there's uh basically a part of it of it's it's choosing a path and which way you go and and things of that nature, right? And there's all their examples of that of not even necessarily like in the Christian world, but where you see, you know, maybe like a choose your journey type thing. Well, think or think of like a cartoon, you know, like what is the character they got to they got to they hit this crossroads and what are they going to do? Mm-hmm. They go this way. Looks good, but there's the temptations and things of that. 
distract them. The other way looks hard, but there's along the way, there's someone to help you, right? Or think of the tortoise and the hare, you know, that story. And so it's, it's, you can relate all those little stories and what, and take that to this of, yes, we're going to have hardships and trials and things that we face. We're going to have these crazy thoughts of, of lust or rage, like Trish was saying, or just even like self-harm. And it's important whenever we have these thoughts that we have something that we can fixate to. It, so one translation in Hebrews 12 says to fix our eyes on Jesus, right? Not mm-hmm. just what I read was keeping our eyes on Jesus. That word, I mean, that's like, I'm a baseball coach. It's a keep your eye on the ball, right? You look away a lot harder to hit it it's gonna be a lot harder to catch it etc right that's mm-hmm. we we fix our eyes on on it right or you know if you're hunting right looking at your target you're you're looking at what you need to do to hit that target i'm not a hunter well trying to touch different aspects for different people here well and what i think is interesting too is when it the scripture that you read is referencing you know jesus he set his eyes on the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross. And, and so even though he knew all the hardship that was going to come with the cross and the torture that he would have to go through on the cross, he considered the joy before, like what was the purpose of the cross was to bring salvation to the people. And so we consider that and we don't grow weary and lose heart. And I, I love how it says that, but then also in Luke, 18.1, it says, pray always and don't lose heart. And how prayer can be such a good tool for us to help process our thoughts. I don't know about you guys, but I'm a little bit of a verbal processor. If I talk something out, I almost make sense more of it rather than just keeping it all in my mind. Whether it's talking it out to Thaddeus or a friend or something, when I talk it out, it helps to organize my thoughts and it helps to bring clarity to the situation if I can just verbalize it because verbalization of a situation helps me tremendously. But this scripture in Luke 18 where it says pray always and and don't lose heart makes me think about the importance of, of verbalizing our prayers to God and asking God to help us in the situation. And maybe some of us that's even journaling our prayers out, writing them out, asking God to help us through the hardship that we're going through. Another thing that really helps me too, we got reading the word, praying, but worship. Worship is such a vital tool to help me put a healthy perspective on life. And the Bible talks about commanding your spirit to worship God. And there's times where I come into a place of worship or I turn on worship music where the last thing I feel is joy and the last thing I feel is praise in my heart but I'm supposed to command my spirit man to worship the Lord. And so worship for me has been a huge tool. It's, I think, like you said, sometimes it's the last thing you want to do. I know, especially if I'm having a rough day, maybe not a rough day, but because maybe you had a rough day right before you go to church. Mm-hmm. Started, but maybe you had a rough morning with the kids at home or whatever, right? Or your spouse. And or a car problem or something, right? 
But getting in that headspace. That never happens to us, any uh, of those things, never. <laughs> but getting <laughs> into the right headspace, because sometimes you're, it's, really, do I, I, don't, I hate this song. I don't want to sing this song. Or me as somebody who's been on worship teams in the past or done tech and things like that, and I'm just looking for something wrong instead of, oh, let me actually partake here, give of myself to God, and let him work on me through this. Mm-hmm. Hard sometimes. Even if I'm not in a bad mood, it's hard sometimes because I'm looking and nitpicking things. Well, the Bible says, enter the gates with thanksgiving in your heart. Enter his courts with praise. It's hard to do sometimes. Yeah, it's hard. Sure. Sometimes we we have those wild thoughts going in our head about what's been going on in our life, not leaving those at the door, right? Or there's those times where maybe you're just like, oh, I don't want to be here, right? And, or, and it's important, though, like, it, no matter what, whether you're having those rough days, you're having wild thoughts, you you want to nitpick, you're, I don't want to be here today, or anything like that. And I'm using it as, like, a Sunday morning church experience, right? That's not always the case for worshiping, right? There's other ways to worship, and maybe we'll talk about that in a different episode. But what I'm getting at is you made the choice you go there. So Good it, choice, by the way. You should make the choice when you're there to participate participate and embrace. And not everyone's going to participate the same way, and that's fine. You might not like the way someone else participates. You might be self-conscious about your voice being heard or anything or clapping off a beat, right? But it's important that do those things that we go in with a willing heart. Even if you're like, I don't know this song, I don't want to sing it, or I don't like the song, I don't want to sing it. Even to just be able to like stand, take it in, maybe God will reveal something to you differently. We all have those moments where it's insanely hard to control our thoughts. And if you don't, tell me what you're doing, that you do not have a hard time controlling your thoughts at certain times. I love how 2 Corinthians 10 puts it. Let's go with verse 5. It says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. It's talking about taking your thoughts captive. And what does the word captive mean? Captive is, I think of like military, right? I think of soldiers in the army and when they're out at war and they get a hostage and they take the hostage captive and they bring it back and they don't just lock it in a cell they're going to interrogate it they're trying to find out the plans of the enemy they're gonna is waterboard it okay to say like they're gonna interrogate it they're gonna they're gonna make it speak they're gonna try to take this victim of war, this prisoner of war, and they're going to try to find out what the plan of the enemy is. And so when I think about taking thoughts captive, I think about just that image. I think about taking that thought, putting it on trial and saying, why are you here? Why are you tormenting me? Why will you not go away? Why am I thinking about you? 
why am I thinking about this? And it's not letting this thought run, run, run like a spin cycle in your mind. It's grabbing that thought out of the spin cycle, pulling it out, shaking it out, shaking all those wrinkles out, hanging it up on the hanger and interrogating it. It's taking the hot iron to it. Now I turned it in. I went from war analogy to a laundry analogy. Anyways, it's, it's working that thought over trying to figure out why you are having that thought and not allowing that thought to have you, but you have the thought because our thoughts can control us so much if we allow them to. Having a controlled, managed mind is a hard thing to do. And it's a skill we will work the rest of our lives trying to manage because guess what? There's always going to be that hot guy that walks by that you're going to have to take that thought captive or the hot girl, right? Or there's always going to be that person who cuts you off in traffic that you might want to cuss out or whatever. Insert your issue here. I'm just generalizing statements, trying to hope somebody resonates with something that I'm I'm alluding to here. But I just know that there's always going to be something that's going to happen. There's always going to be those hard times. It's guaranteed. The Bible says in this world, you will have trouble. So Trouble is a promise thing. It's a guaranteed thing as long as you're breathing and as long as there's sin on this earth and as long as we're human, there's going to be hard times that come our way. So it's taking those thoughts that run through our mind that are not glorifying to God and it's putting them on trial and finding out why you're having these thoughts and what is the root of it? Is the root of it unforgiveness? Is the root of it an unanchored soul? Is the root of it... Just that you're self-centered and you can't think of anybody but yourself. What is the root of this uncontrolled thought? And if you're having thoughts that are really dangerous and really scary where you might harm somebody or you might harm yourself or anything like that, I would encourage you to seek out wise counsel. I'd encourage you to find somebody who you know you can trust. The problem is we like to blast things out on social media or Go to a friend who has just as many problems as us for wise counsel. That's not probably the best decision. What would be the best decision is to find somebody who is where you want to be at in life or a pastor or a spiritual advisor or a therapist or a counselor and open up to them. They might not be able to understand you, but hopefully they can help guide you. And the Bible says that wisdom is found in a multitude of counselors So I'd encourage you, if you have more than one person in your life you feel like you can trust, go to them. Talk to them about the situation. Some of my biggest times of mental anguish that I've gone through in my life has been because I haven't opened up. And mostly I haven't opened up because I haven't wanted to bash people and and make other people look bad. So I've taken all this hurt that I've received and I've bottled it up and tried to process it myself rather than talking it out and shaking out all the details with other people and having to get their perspective and sometimes we are so low in the pit and we need somebody who's out of the pit to help us figure out hey there's a ladder you can't see it because you're in the dark right now but if you if you look up there's a ladder to climb out of the pit we might just need that person in our life who can come around and and pull us up out rather than keeping it all bottled in like Trish was saying, I think it's important that you find those those people close to you that you can trust, open up to, and you can let them know what's going on that you maybe, you know, it's not something that you want to make public knowledge. 
on social media, but you, you have been struggling with something or something has just been burning inside you. And whether it's something that's eating at you of like, uh, did I do something wrong? I don't know what I'm doing. This thing happened to me and I've just been stewing in it. Right. Anything like that to find those people that you can trust that are, can provide a safe space. And sometimes it might be people that maybe we're involved in the same situation, maybe not, but just to get their perspective on what happened or their perspective on some, as somebody from on the outside, because sometimes we just don't see things clearly. And sometimes maybe we did see something, but they saw something different that could open our eyes to something else, or maybe it can in turn open their eyes so then they know what you've been going through and they can help your situation. It's not always easy and it's not always going to be perfect. It can be messy sometimes, but I think it's important that you find those people that you can trust and again, learn to open up and not bottle it up and then explode and spew things all over social media or spew things in a, in a way that comes across like the people you're spewing at think that they hurt you or something like that. Right. So it's important that when we have these crazy wild thoughts or whatever, that we can not only fix our eyes on Jesus, turn to, turn to things that like worship and having an open heart to worship and prayer, but also finding those people that you can be. We hope you, got something out of these last few episodes on mental health if you if you haven't been listening i'd encourage you to go back and take a look we are wrapping it up here with that not to say we're never going to touch it again because mental health is real it is a thing everybody has it maybe yours is good maybe bad everybody has mental health so this is probably something we'll talk about in the future and maybe it won't be so formal that we're saying, hey, we're talking about mental health, but this is, is definitely something that we will probably touch on in many episodes. Also, guys, be on the lookout for upcoming episodes. We're really pumped. We're going to be talking about marriage and relationships. So I'm really excited. We don't have it all figured out, but we might have some insight that hopefully can help you guys out. So... So if you've enjoyed these episodes or any of our other episodes, I'd encourage you to let us know. You can subscribe on your different podcast platforms. You could send us an email to info at fallenshortpodcast.com. You could leave a comment on our website, which is just fallenshortpodcast.com. Or, you know what? You could share this on social media and tag us. You should be able to find Fallen Short Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Let us know. Send us a DM. If you have a, if you're enjoying this or not, you have an idea for us, or if you have a prayer request. So until next time, I'm Thaddeus. And I'm Trish and we love you guys.